podcast ain't played nobody. Sunday S and P Plus rankings edition. Bill, just to start off, you're not happy. Um, <laughs> it's very hard to understand college football right now, so the S and P Plus is reflecting that. This is my positive spin on what's happened. Why are okay. you unhappy? Uh, pure aesthetics. Uh, I completely understand. This is just like last week where my ratings. Basically, you have the top 15 about right, and then after that, just kind of throw up their hands and say, I don't know who's good afterwards. I was still hoping for a little more just visually, uh, you know, just so I don't get yelled at as much. I was hoping that things would look a little, make a little more visual sense, like Fresno State falling for losing to UNLV. Um, the numbers saw that as basically a statistical toss-up game uh, that Fresno State was unlucky to lose, but uh, I was still hoping they would fall. Iowa State fell after beating TCU because they uh, were lucky as hell to win that game, which is fine, but I was still hoping they would rise because uh, I don't like them falling after a big win, uh, and I get yelled at for it. Then you've got Southern Miss not falling enough after losing to UAB, although I mean, who you know, anybody who loses is to a zombie i i kind of get it you know that's not um i i would lay down and play dead if a zombie came near me too uh although that's really not a good sl- strategy when you're no nope, not at all you cannot run them you, you will become a zombie them, so. yeah that's how that works yeah. um all right let's start at 31 because we all we're in love with iowa state right now as is the nation as you should be so 31 is iowa state they drop seven spots so explain that real fast and then we'll kind of move forward so the postgame win expectancy, that's the number where I basically I have it set up to where, you know, you look at the key stats of a game and it says, on average, you would have won this game X percent of the time. It was something like 30 to 35 percent, I believe, for Iowa State in this game. Uh, so okay. basically it looks at, hey, you played TCU pretty tough, but probably lost in the end. But that, there's no shame in that. And so you basically their rating stayed about the same. The problem was Arizona jumped them. Uh, for for jumping Washington State, Florida Atlantic jumped, um, Wake Forest jumped, Arkansas State for beating mighty New Mexico State jumped, Toledo jumped. Um, Toledo's been really stinking good other than the Miami game. So basically they stay the same, a bunch of teams pass them, and it looks like crap, but I understand. Okay, let's get uh, let's get all the way to 25. We'll do this group fast because yep. it, it is a mash at a certain point. Uh, number 30, Arizona. Number 29, 6-2 LSU on a bye. Number 28, don't look now, but Florida Atlantic is good. They're 5-3. 27, Southern Miss. They lost. 6-2 Michigan is next at 26. They recover from Penn State by beating Rutgers. And then uh, S&P Plus's favorite team is Fresno God. State at 25. Um, so of those, Southern Miss does drop. They drop five spots. You should be happy about that. Arizona climbed seven spots. So, I mean, you know, things make sense-ish here. Yeah. Yeah. The thing to keep in mind here in, in the S, in the SB nation post about the rankings uh, that I just put up, everybody is, is incredibly mashed together. And I'm not just uh, making this reference because we all love to make these references, but this is the most mashed together. Everybody's been since 2007. Um, like, and, and the way I spelled it out was that, okay, so right now, you know, the, the S and P plus ratings, they're set up as adjusted scoring averages. So you can see I'm my, my team's five points better than average or whatever. Um, the distance between number one and number three last year at this time was about seven and a half points this year. It's 3.7 between Ohio state and Georgia, the distance between number two and number four and number 12. Huh? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'll keep the names out. 
Uh, the distance between number four and number 12 last year was about 9.9 points. This year it's 3.2. Everybody's squished. The, difference, the distance between number 20 and 39 was five and a half points last year. This year it's three and a half. Uh, like, it's, just, it's, it's just a big mass of humanity right now, and it's great. I mean, outside of the top two conferences, the Big Ten, we kind of know we're looking at Ohio State, Wisconsin now. We need a pretty decent-sized upset to avoid that, or a couple. Um, we know in the SEC, we're just veering down the highway looking at uh, Alabama versus um, Georgia, unless LSU can start getting crazy, um, or Auburn. So, like, that, that's all great. But the Big 12 is an amazing, just disaster right now. It's beautiful. The ACC still has a few uh, things to, a few kinks to iron out. The Pac 12 is a mess. The AAC is a giant mess. The Mountain West is a mess. Like all the comp there, there are very few standout teams in any conference right now. And uh, it's a great thing. The problem is undefeated freaking Alabama is still just cruising right along. We need somebody to take them down. And I would love nothing more if that team were LSU. Just saying. All right. Number 24, Wake Forest. They beat Louisville. Number 23, seven and two Washington state. Number 22, uh, jumping 13 spots. So the five and two uh, uh, Arkansas state. Red, Red Wolves. Wolves. The Red Wolves. I always want to say Wolfpack because of the NC State conflation. Uh, number 20 is Michigan State at 6-2. and two. Um, I don't know anybody. Or sorry, number 21. I'm sorry, it's Michigan State at 6-2. I don't know anybody that watched that Northwestern game. Uh, and then There's number 20. Much. There's too I much know, going on. I know. And t- uh, number 20 is USC at 7-2. and two. Um, Okay, uh, Arkansas State jumped 13 spots. Wake Forest jumped 10 spots. You okay with both of those? Uh, I'm more okay with Wake Forest, obviously. Arkansas State's kind of, I mean, they're just a team that has handled their business. They lost a tight one to Nebraska. Uh, they, did, they did get handled by SMU, but SMU's pretty high themselves, I believe. What are they now? They're 32nd, so, I mean, there's no, sh- there's no shame there. Uh, but they crushed UA Pine Bluff. They crushed Georgia Southern, crushed Coastal, crushed Lafayette. Uh, and then against New Mexico State, they took a pretty big shot in the first half and then just cruised right on by in the fourth quarter. So, um, for the simple act of playing like you're supposed to, they get to be a top 25 team because so few teams have actually done that. Let's keep going. Number 19, Stanford, six and two. You've never watched them. You don't know who they are. Number 18, Toledo at seven and one, jumping 13 spots. Number 17, South Florida. Number 16, Mississippi State. Number 15, Virginia Tech. And we'll stop there. Okay. Uh, okay. Toledo jumps 13 spots. Um, they same deal lost to Miami, uh, actually okay. scored on Miami, scored a decent number of points on Miami, which is pretty rare. Uh, but they, you know, they beat Elon, they beat Nevada, they beat Eastern Michigan, they thumped central, they thumped Akron, they thumped ball state. So basically again, they, they are doing what they're supposed to do and that's good enough to get pretty high at this point. Um, they, I was pulling up something that I hadn't, uh, thought to look at before. So one of the interesting things here, obviously, is South Florida only dropping two spots for losing to uh, Houston. I'm, <coughs> excuse me, I'm pulling Man, up. What a finish, by the way. Yeah, I'm pulling up another game that everybody probably should have watched but didn't. Um, let's see. Well, you do that. I want to mention so the, uh, and I'll do this without Bill's prior approval. Uh-oh. So in the actual S and P Plus rating, there is a mash, right, a cluster, and. If I had to draw a line, I would probably draw the line at 
Let's see. I stopped. Uh, Virginia Tech is 15th. Miami is 14th, and Oklahoma is 13th. And then Oklahoma is 13th, and they have a 13.2 S&P Plus rating. TCU is the next team at 12. They have a 15.1 rating, and then there's a group of them all the way up to number eight, Oklahoma State, that's between 16.0 and 15.1. Yeah. So if I'm going to draw a line anywhere, I would probably start at number 12, TCU, and then go up. Now, it doesn't mean – I mean, that leaves out – Oklahoma, I'd say, I'd say 15. Yeah, I'd say 15 myself, but you can make a case, yeah. Okay, that works. All right, so we have 15 even teams, so let's start there, actually. It's it's kind of hard to talk about the rest of these teams anyway. Um, so I'm going to – do you just want to run through all of them because you feel like this is a cluster unto itself? Um, Stop at, these, at after 4, 4 through 15. Okay, will do. All right, there, I see why. <laughs> uh, number 15, Virginia Tech. Number 14, undefeated Miami. Number 13, 7-1 Oklahoma. Number 12, uh, one loss now, TCU. Number 11, 7-1 Clemson. Number 10, 6-2 Auburn. Number 9, 7-1 Georgia. Number 8, 7-1 Oklahoma State. 7-1 seven, seven Notre Dame. Oh, wait, wait, what did I say? You said Georgia. Oh, you know why? It's because I was thinking about the team they lost to. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. My Notre Dame bias is so complete that I won't even speak their name. (laughs) The Irish are number nine, number eight, Oklahoma State. Number seven, newly won, lost Penn State. Uh, Six, undefeated Wisconsin. Five, undefeated Central Florida. Number four. Oh, I'm stopping there. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead and say number four, too, because they're Number four is seven and one Washington. There you go. Okay. All right. This feels okay. I don't have an issue with any of this. No, I have no problem with the top 15. It's after, well, and, and really 16, uh, Mississippi State, I've got no problem with either. South Florida did, that was, uh, uh, you know, from a stat perspective, again, they should have lost, apparently. I was hoping that would say otherwise. Uh, but that was, uh, but they still, I think they were just a few points ahead of everybody else. So they fell, but they got to land at 17. But yeah, the top 16, I got no problem with whatsoever. It's everything after that that's annoying me right now. I mean, but that's okay. I think, look, Bill puts a lot of investment, emotional investment, into how the S&P Plus comes out. And the S&P Plus doesn't care about Bill's emotional investment. <laughs> it's just a function, right? This feels right. I mean, what are you what are you worried about being assailed about? I, I, uh, well, nothing. Well, I mean, I, yeah, the obvious stuff like Clemson still only. Penn State dropped four now. spots. TCU dropped six spots. Um, you know, Miami's undefeated. They dropped three spots. Okay, complaint. Basically, there. what I'm um, being assailed at this week or for this week is Iowa State. That that was the biggest thing there. And obviously, I, I don't like like Arkansas State being that high or anything like that. I mean, it's fun, but in terms of legitimacy, I don't think that's quite legitimate. No, the top six. 16 are just I can I can justify everything here including uh UCF being number five because UCF the moment they stop playing like a top 10 team uh or top five team even then they'll fall and they just haven't they've looked the part every single yeah. week they gave up a few more points than I would have preferred to Austin P the other day but when you score 73 uh you can get away with it but no this this all looks good it's it's everything after 16 that I've that I don't like all right, I've got one for you. Both of these teams have a 15.5 S&P Plus ranking. 6-2 and two Auburn is at 12, and 7-1 mm-hmm. Clemson is at 13. Okay. Why does one higher than the other? Well, I mean, just hundreds of a decimal as well. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know. But, yeah. I mean, okay. that's like, um, I mean, that one made sense too because, I mean, if you watch the Auburn-Clemson game, like, you know, Auburn 
they scored the same number. Of, the, the, Auburn was two field goals, right? It's been a while now. But they basically scored the same number of times, but Clemson finished drives. Therefore, they won at home with the home field advantage. That all that all fits just fine. I was kind of thinking Notre Dame would rise a little more than they did. But Ohio, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, Oklahoma State, you know, if not for turnovers, which, you know, are essentially at least partially random in these numbers, Ohio State dominated West Virginia. They gave up two return touchdowns, still won by double digits. Um so that I mean that's all fine and good and Penn State falling from the top of this massive mash of teams to you know somewhere in the middle is fine too. So that all yeah that's all fine. I, I, it's all fine. Fine fine fine. For the record, Notre Dame has beaten two good teams. Yes. In a row. Uh, I, I will state that for the record. <laughs> well, I would hope you could say that. Still, I have absolutely no idea who the best team in the Big Twelve is. It's fantastic. No, no it's, one. It, no one has any idea. By the way, it's because because all right, Oklahoma State. All right, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. TCU, but and Iowa State. Even if Iowa believe, State controls its own destiny, right? Even if you believe that Iowa State is now only quote unquote only top thirty or thirty five, uh, that's fine. They have the tiebreaker edge over two of the three teams ahead of them. Uh, I mean, that, you know, Oklahoma State could still kind of knock them a game back, I guess. But Oklahoma State might lose to OU next week. Uh, it, it is great. Like if you take, and I, I did a win projections thing for the big 12 on Wednesday, I, I've been getting requests to just turn right around and do win projections for them again this Wednesday, uh, because so much changed. I like, as long as you, as long as you don't think about the national title, the big 12's current setup of having so many teams, like six teams within a game of the lead and with, with more defeats to come. And then you have a little championship game at the end of it. As long as you're not thinking about the national title, this is glorious. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be a battle royal. And uh, it has been so far. We're only halfway through. It's going to be great. I don't see how the Big 12 ends up with a one-loss team at the end of all this. And, uh, you know, knowing what we know, seeing what we saw last year about the two-loss Penn State getting hopped by one-loss Ohio State, we got to figure that second loss is pretty costly. So you got to figure that the Big 12's chances of getting a, t- a team in the playoff at this point are pretty small. But I hate that we that's where we go because just in a vacuum, this is a glorious thing that we're about to witness. We probably I, – I don't know how many people will appreciate that, though, honestly, because of no. the criticism – there is deserved criticism of the way the Big 12 has managed itself in many facets. Oh, God, yes. I've, this I've is been... a fun piece of football thing that is happening. Oh, right. by the I've way. Levied, I've levied a lot of that criticism, and I will levy a lot more, and I still think the title game is horrendously stupid because the playoff does matter. Uh, but taking that out of this equation for now, it's great. By the way, number three, undefeated Georgia. Number yeah. two. I was um, actually surprised Georgia wasn't closer to number one and number two at this point. Undefeated Alabama and number one is seven and one Ohio State. Uh, seven and one Ohio State is twenty three point four. Eight and zero Alabama is twenty three point one, and Georgia is nineteen point seven. So yep. three tenths of a point between one and two. And I think I mean. I, <laughs> I uh, Jason kind of kind of nudged me into doing the whole quote unquote victory lap thing with the uh, with the Ohio State po- uh, piece that I wrote this morning. They were the team of the week and whatnot, which kind of makes sense. It was either them or Iowa State. Yeah, uh, but I kind of let the tweet become kind of a victory lap kind of thing just because because I'm saying you know. I might as well. I'm very hard on myself when I'm wrong about things. I might as well when I when I'm semi when I, when I'm somewhat right about them, uh, take credit for it. But yes, Ohio State is a very 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 good football team. And even like 
we, we, we know that they're pretty good just by how far we have to reach for weaknesses. Like, oh, that kickoff coverage is really costly. Well, it just costs them as much as it could possibly cost them against the team that was third in these rankings a week ago, and they still won. Yeah. Uh, and, and being the kick returns are random, you know, they won by one point. They're projected to win by nine. You take out the kick return, this random thing, and they win by eight. Uh, which obviously isn't how that works. But from a numbers perspective, it's kind of how it works. Pretty much nailed Ohio State in this one. And I was happy to see that, even though I was disappointed to see Penn State so much freaking fun. I was disappointed to see them lose. Yeah, it was tough. Um, that was the one game I saw in in, in its entirety, streamed on a plane uh, while I was traveling Saturday. Uh, for everything Penn State didn't do to close out the second half, um, Ohio State was as measured and like calm about dropping fourteen nothing fast out of the gate. Right, special teams play. Then they drive. They were good. Turnovers yeah. early. They were good. They were systematic. And the def- I mean, honestly, everyone wants to talk about how how well Barrett played down the stretch, and he did. But the defense was really, really good in creating pressures up front um, and just smoking that zone that zone read that absolutely upended Michigan a week before. Um, Ohio State's defense is like their front is insane. Yeah, they just they blew up Penn State's to, line. You don't yeah. need to bring pressure when you have that kind of talent on your line. You just let them go, man. It was very impressive to me that Penn State managed to score 31 points despite just massive inefficiency. That was the biggest – the success rate in this game – was uh, 48% for Ohio State and 29% for Penn State. They were uh, they averaged two and a half yards on first down, Penn State did. Like every time they got yards on first down, they ended up scoring pretty much uh, because they were they pounce on any sort of favorable uh, play that they managed to get. And good to the, good on them for that. They finished drives better than Ohio State did. If, if they hadn't, they'd have lost by 17. Um, but they they did absolutely everything they could. And in the fourth quarter, at, at the snap, the the offensive line for Penn State got blown up every single time. And Penn State, yep. I was writing this in the um, – I did the live blog yesterday for the game. Like, they lost two defensive starters. They lost their left, left tackle to an injury at one point. Uh, we knew their depth wasn't as good as Ohio State. And uh, it just by the end of the game, Penn State was just a shelf. They, they just couldn't – they get the ball back with about two minutes left or a minute 40, and we're thinking, all right, does McSorley have any magic in him? Oh, he's on the run on first down. Oh, he's on the run on second down. Oh, he's pressured into – like, he had no time to find an open receiver. They didn't, yeah, and they didn't want to. You didn't. You don't have to belabor the point of of forcing him into making magic or forcing or or confusing him with coverage. If you're that good up front, it doesn't matter. No. It just doesn't matter. It, he's fast. He's not that fast because they can still play well enough downfield. Um, and, and honestly, they can play really well downfield when they don't have to bring that much. Yeah, so, and even like a um, screen pass. I saw people. There was a little bit of sentiment about why didn't you get the ball in Barkley's hands at the end? What was it? What was going to happen? They didn't even have enough time to set up a screen pass. Like there was just no time. There was nothing that they could do at that point. So I don't know really what that what could have happened there differently. They just got blown up every single time. If if you're being tackled by a defensive end, and the quarterback and the and the back are being tackled on a read. Um, that means that your things aren't moving fast enough. That one play, the, yeah, the, the, the one play where um, whichever linebacker it was, like hit gets to Barkley and uh, McSorley at the mesh point where McSorley yeah, just had to like that's what I'm talking yeah, about, like where he had to fall on top of Barkley to make sure the ball didn't come out. Like that was amazing. Um, I did see uh, while I was on a plane, I, I had kind of shaky Wi-Fi, or whatever. I flipped over, I saw exactly one play of Georgia Florida. It was all I needed to see. 
and it was um, the third touchdown scored from scrimmage. It was Sonny. Gosh, I think it was. I have not yet seen a single play of that game, and I'm okay with it actually. Okay, so all I know is I think it was. um, I think it was Sonny Michelle. Okay. Um, and he broke from scrimmage and that was pretty much, I was like, okay, well, got it. Got <laughs> it. Um, we'll talk about more. We'll talk about more of the, the non X and O pointy effects of that game. But I mean, guess what? Breaking news, Florida doesn't have a head coach anymore. So there, there's a pretty immediate impact of that game, but I think it's going to be felt for a long, long time. And we can, uh, we can talk about that later this week, Bill, Yo. um, the playoff committee thing, I'm a jigger is starting. Um, so since we, I guess we have to acknowledge it, um, we tend to live in a little bubble outside of it until it absolutely matters. But let me ask you for, instead of your ideal, what is the playoff committee going to say is one through four this week? Man, I, I, I've been struggling with this for a while. Um, I think Georgia's win over Notre Dame gives them a lot of credit. Yep. I think... Clemson's three wins, even though one of those quote unquote top 15 wins, wasn't that Louisville? Uh, and and uh-huh. we've since learned that Louisville's not good. Um, I, I am guessing that Clemson gets a lot of credit for their, re- for their resume and their <clears throat> scheduling intent. Um, so I assume they get, a, they, they're up there pretty far, but I mean, I really, I, I mean, this week it's actually kind of interesting because I am just curious what they have to say because I don't really have a good read for it. But this is kind of I, – I hate trying to figure out, like, resume halfway through the season or be, a little more than halfway through the season because there are so many more games left to be played that will burnish everybody's resumes and everything. Yep. Um, and we don't even know what your resume – we don't know how good your bullets are going to look in four weeks. Right, and, and so it is a pointless exercise. Um, just to, from a pure curiosity standpoint, I am kind of interested, but – I don't know. I think um, I think there could absolutely be a case for Georgia being number one ahead of Alabama. That's my prediction. Um, I think hmm, I think I'm very wrong here, but I think it's it's probably Georgia, Alabama. God, I have no idea. I have no idea what to do with Wisconsin. I have no. I'm idea gonna go. It's uh, it's. It, I'll tell you what it'll be. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Alabama. Number four, Notre Dame. Gonna guarantee you. You can ju- you can tell how enthused we are about this. Number one Georgia, number two Ohio State, number three Alabama, number four Notre Dame. Okay, I could see. Can't it. wait for those games. <laughs> I, I could see it. Um, uh, I did like somebody pointed out that Georgia. we. Um, what was the ma- oh? Th- th- there's a matchup on the table. What was it? Um, where we could end up with a week two rematch fest of like Georgia Notre Dame Ohio State Oklahoma or something like that. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It is possible. I don't know if the Oklahoma part of that would come true, but it is possible. Um, all right, Bill, we'll we'll uh, we'll jump into that. Um, I think I don't know. We we may have recorded. We may not have by the time all this goes live. So, um, all right, we'll see you uh, Wednesday. All right.